Flag Crew. I got a little cool article. Uh, you might have seen this, but here's a website. I'll put it in the link, of course. And it's from the novel investor. It's the asset class returns by year. And what's so cool about this is it shows you literally every year which asset class performs the best. Now, if you know me, if you know me, Flight Crew, I love investing by asset class. When the market's doing phenomenally, I will, of course, throw my investments in gold and bond, I'll hold a higher cash positions. And when it's going all the way to the bottom, like that coronavirus is spreading around like the zombie apocalypse, uh, I start to invest in stocks. Now, I want to go through this video and kind of break down each year, starting from 2005, which class, asset class, performed the highest. And as I do that, maybe you can try to guess it along with me. <laughs> so just to let you know, we're going to go through, let me see, four, eight. I mean, we got 10 different asset classes in total. Um, let's see if we can predict which ones will be the worst and which one will be the best. So 2005, think about 2005. Where were you in 2005? It was a different time. Uh, LeBron was just in his second year of the league. You know, the Lakers came off a couple championships. Um, there was no Avengers, or especially Avengers Endgame. A different world, almost a different planet. Uh, the first stock that was dominating this year was emerging bonds, or sorry, emerging market stocks. It had a 35% year. Large caps had a 5% year. And the worst performing class was the high-grade bonds market at 2%. Now, of course, high grade bonds, when you really think about it, it makes sense. They're going to do around 2 to 5% uh, every year. So that makes sense. In 2006, of course, my boy Bush was still president, rocking strong. The war in Iraq was raging still. Uh, the highest performing asset class is, you guessed it, REITs at 35% in 2006. And again, the worst one was high grade bonds at 4%. Now, of course, when the market's raging, of course, bonds are going to perform the worst. That makes sense. And REITs or stocks are going to perform the best. Large cap stocks were only 15% at this time. Now, 2007, the financial crisis started, I think, was it October 2007 or was it 2008? I believe it was 2007, October. I could be wrong. Um, the top the, the top uh, asset class that was performing in this year was emerging markets at 39%. You could have had a nice 39% return. And the worst one was REITs at negative 15%. Now, of course, we have the literal collapse of the market about to come upon us. So this makes a lot of sense when you really think about it. Um, it's funny too, right? After a great year of REITs, it's literally the worst thing in 2007. In 2008, we have the best performing asset class was. Remember how you were talking all that smack about high-grade bonds? High-grade bonds performed the best, and the worst was emerging markets at negative 50%. You'd have lost half your portfolio. Large caps did a negative 37% in 2008. Again, of course, that was a recession. All makes sense. The next year, the highest performing market was 
Emerging markets, 2009, uh, 79%. The lowest performing was cash at 0.2%. For cash, they just used this cash three-month treasury bill rate. Um, you know, this this makes sense, obviously. Um, it's funny. I never even ever thought of investing in emerging markets. I literally just buy an ETF, Vexus, VHUS, to kind of take advantage of international stocks. But I never actually go into emerging market type of ETFs or stocks. Uh, I feel like I have to be more of a, you know, active investor. But I digress. Interestingly enough, though, I think the funny thing about a time like this is uh, high yield bonds in two thousand nine did fifty seven percent. Like, 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 does that make any sense? Fifty seven percent. Like the annual return for high yield bonds is seven percent, and for some reason this year it did fifty seven percent in two thousand nine. Um, interesting, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I guess last year they had a terrible year at negative 26%. So it only makes sense. It goes up, but still, it just seems ridiculous to me. 2010 was a cool year. REITs again did phenomenally 28%. Uh, the worst position was cash. So of course the market was rebounding. So you should invest 2011 REITs did amazing again at 8%. Interestingly enough, emerging markets did terrible this year. At negative 18%. And there's something to be said about emerging markets. It seems like every year they do bad. The next year you should just invest in them because they do better. Um, interesting, right? Large cap only went up 2% in 2011. In 2012, again, dominated by REITs at 19.7%. The worst position you could ho- hold at this time in 20, what are we here, 2012 was cash. Uh, you know, you should just be unloading all of your your war chest, basically. In 2013, we have small caps at 40 percent. Um, small cap stocks, of course, under what is it under like a billion? Think of the Russell 2000 index It's under a billion or 100 million. I forget what the break off is. But of course, small caps, they are the largest annual performer next to the S&P 500. So you can think of this as a great asset class to add to your portfolio. And large caps this year followed right behind at 32%. And the worst asset class was, very surprisingly, emerging markets. I don't know what emerging markets are doing, but I guess the cool thing about them is they actually seem uh, they seem not necessarily correlated with the large cap stocks. Um which, I mean, I find always cool. That's always interesting. The only thing about that is that it seems like I'm looking for years when large caps are necessarily doing bad. Emerging markets kind of seem to do bad, too. Um, yeah, there's not really any years where like large caps are doing terrible and emerging markets are just like dominating, right? So... They they don't have negative correlation, but like they definitely get can get you a premium in some years. So that's probably cool. The index for emerging markets, uh, think of like MSCI Emerging Markets Index, annual return of eight percent. Definitely a good market to look into. Uh, Twenty fourteen, the best uh, asset class was, of course, REITs. Twenty eight percent. Man, REITs paid a crazy rebound. Um, if you bought a house after the recession, you were basically laughing like you were just laughing because the rebound of the market was so good for you. You're basically living it up. 
So we had REITs um, make a tremendous play, large cap only 13%, and international stocks doing terribly at 5%. Very interesting. Uh, 2014, what was going on in 2014? Maybe some oil crisis, I can imagine. Um, but yeah, that's very surprising. Large caps, only 14% that year. 2015, again, similar to the same, where REITs are on top. But REITs are only on top at 3%. 2015, a pretty la- uh, pretty lax year. And the number one asset class for 2015, I mean, the, the worst one was emerging markets at negative 15%. Like, if you look at this chart, like from my view... Literally out of the 15 years or 14 years that we are looking at, emerging markets had one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) basically six, to be honest, of the worst years. So, like, it seems pretty risky, pretty high volatile. And in any year that, like, emerging markets are doing terribly, you should probably invest maybe the next year. But if they're doing good, like, honestly, only invest one year and then get out. Because, my goodness, what a volatile year. Um, so that was 20, what we are, 2015. 2016, the best was small caps at 21%. Large caps only went up 12%. And cash was the worst. So you should have just been investing in every, anything that you could. 2017, emerging markets are the best at 37.8%. Followed by international stocks at 25%. Large cap at 21%. And cash is the worst. And 2018, the worst one is emerging markets at negative 15%. The best is randomly cash. Um, yeah, it's been a down year for every other industry besides cash. Of course, high-grade bonds basically did the same rate as inflation, it looks like. Um, they had an average return of 0%, which would be second best. But the worst is emerging markets at 15% for 2018. Just overall down year. And 2019, as you know, was a great year for large cap stocks. Up 31%, followed by REITs at 28%. The worst was cash. If you were investing your face off, you would have made a lot of money. And just in general, of course, we read like what the top um, what the top asset class was. And from this example, like maybe you'd think of REITs, but I'll read off the top asset classes in order. First, with large caps with an annual return of 9%. Uh, small caps got an annual return of 7.92. International is third, which I barely mentioned. Um, oh, these aren't even in order. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is there a reason they put them in this order? Um, whatever. I'm just going to read them. We got large caps first at 9%. We got second is REITs at 8.35%. Third, we have small caps with 7.92%. Fourth, we have high-yield bonds at 7%. Fifth, we have an asset uh, allocation portfolio at 6.9%. Seventh, we have emerging markets. Actually, this was higher, but 7.85%. and we have bonds at 4%, the high-grade bonds. We have cash last at 1%. I probably missed something from going in that order. But what's interesting is like large-cap stocks, 9% return on average. That sounds absolutely insane. Um, if you were just to like 
make a great asset allocation in your portfolio of these. Again, your portfolio would return 7%, which is interesting. However, I that's because the asset allocation portfolio is mostly just bonds and rebalancing. So if you're they have a 40% bonds is what they gave to the asset allocation portfolio, which again isn't like like you don't necessarily need to do that especially if you know what assets you want to invest in. But all in all, this is just a testament to how great large caps is. I think after this, I want to look into more emerging market ETFs. This year, I'm not going to buy them, but any year that emerging markets do terrible or the market in general does terrible, I think it would be an interesting year to look at the emerging market index. Um, Another thing is small caps. I I never really invest in small caps, Um, but after any time there's a down year, like large caps, small caps... Um, what else would I look into? Maybe like any the time of the year it's in a 52 week low. Uh, you know, REITs, of course. REITs I've been investing in like crazy. Like I love the REITs I have, MPW. And uh I just recently started getting into VTR. Of course, I have VNQ as well for my REITs. Bonds, uh, you know, right now we're in the coronavirus era where you know everyone's dying from the zombie apocalypse. And thank the Lord, I actually started investing in bonds and gold like a couple months ago because they have been such great hedges in my portfolio. Bonds, gold, and cash. <laughs> like, wow, defensive plays. Uh, REITs, I thought would have done better when the market goes down, but of course, it seems very highly correlated to the market, which is okay. Uh, they're high dividends, so you know I'm I'm of course I'm down to hold these as the market falls, but it just lets me know that when if ever the market starts doing well again, I'm just buying more bonds and more gold because honestly, past Flysu looks like a genius for like switching up my portfolio allocation to that, and now as the market's like doing worse, I'm just buying like indexes and stocks I like. So, anyways. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Uh, hopefully, you learned something about asset allocation in these different markets. And maybe you're surprised on how well these other markets do in different years. Um, this year, as the market keeps falling and looking for 52-week lows, maybe I'll get more large cap. Maybe I'll get some small cap, honestly. Uh, we'll see what happens. Anyways, this has been your video. The best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That's because the uneducated investor... They never stop learning. And I will see you guys next time. Make sure to leave a five-star review. And we got to take off flight crew. Easy. Bye.